FIDO, Fast Identity Online, a consortium that works towards standardizing strong multi-factor authentication, preserve end-user privacy and unify end-user experience, has been advocating its authentication framework architecture that help in eliminating dependency on passwords. This is Geeta Nandikotkur, Managing Editor, Asia and Middle East with Information Security Media Group. I have with me Kevan Alikhani, Senior Director of Technology at RSA, to discuss about how FIDO has been addressing challenges around identity and access management, password dependency, and security threats, and ways to use authentication tools along with common design considerations. Can FIDO really eliminate our dependency on passwords? Welcome, Kevan. Thank you so much. You have been uh, speaking about FIDO ushering in the death of passwords. Can you elaborate on the same? Yeah, sure. So in the case of uh, what FIDO is providing is an interesting alliance where a group of like-minded companies within the device manufacturing sector, operating system providers, service providers, and security companies like RSA have come together to reach an agreement on the protocol or standard used for strong authentication and to provide a reasonable alternative to the fishable, hackable, and compromised uh, method of authentication that's being used today traditionally, which is the username password mechanism. And um, in the uh, FIDO Alliance, one of the important um, aspects of the standard is going to be the ability to trust a device as a means of authenticating yourself. So a user authenticates themselves uh, to the device. The device then makes an assertion to the service that says this is the user who they claim to be. And uh, with this new paradigm, credentials don't leave the device. They don't get transmitted over the wire, unlike the traditional username password paradigm. And also because you're going to be using a device that you trust, you can use methods such as biometric methods, voice, face, fingerprint, gesture, iris type authentication methods, and have that information or your credentials never leave a device. So it not only helps increase the level of authentication, makes it convenient for the user, but also helps with privacy and that that information never leaves the device and is never transmitted or shared with a service unnecessarily. Is it a consortium that you formed for authentication purposes? That's correct. It's mainly an alliance that's trying to provide an alternative to password-based authentication. So most often uh, the discussion comes around, are the passwords dead? So how is this consortium helping that concept or boosting the concept of passwords are still there? It's the identity management is still very active. The truth of the matter is that systems that are out there today, they are basically using passwords as a means of identifying users. And it's not going to be overnight where those systems are going to disappear and users are going to start using alternatives. These alternatives have to be mature enough in the way of how they authenticate user, they need to be stronger, and they need to be strong in the way that they need to be comparable from a key strength and uh, key generation perspective with what uh, passwords provide. And on the other hand, they need to do a good job of protecting the user's credentials on these devices. So all of these have to come together. And I would say that today, as we sit and have this conversation, only a fraction of devices are equipped with the right type of sensors and with the right type of hardware protection modules that would be sufficiently usable within a FIDO environment. I would say probably a good 20% are there, and so we have a ways to go to reach there. Um, but now I can see I can say that the rate of acceleration in terms of innovation on mobile security has picked up tremendously thanks to a groundswell of agreement between the different stakeholders. So how do you see this trend in Asia-Pacific market in terms of password protection, not just a password, the entire identity protection? 
Right, as it relates specifically to FIDO, in fact, uh, the adoption has been stronger in Southeast Asia than anywhere else in the world. Two examples of that are Alipay, which now supports the use of FIDO authenticators to complete transactions when making purchases. And uh, now Docomo very recently announced the availability of uh, use of device-based authentication, which is based on FIDO to make transactions with a back-end Docomo services. So, in fact, there's a more basically acceptance, higher level of acceptance because of the large number of mobile and smartphone tablet, tablet, laptops that are being used per user within Southeast Asia, there's a much higher acceptance of modern technologies such as biometric methods or device-based authentication for that. But as a whole, this is not a problem that's uh, limited to this area. I think that the challenge is going to be meeting the privacy requirements that are very regional within specific countries and also meeting device requirements where certain devices may not be available or not affordable for a large population of users. Over time, we're going to see those things work themselves out as countries and nation states come to terms with the requirements in terms of regulations and in terms of privacy requirements. And that will balance itself out, I think, over time. Uh, but right now, at least there's uh, advocacy and there's activity in that area that didn't used to be there probably five years ago. When it comes to authentication, every enterprise has their own way of doing it, right? Their own privacy uh, regulations, standards. And so against this, how does FIDO help that? It has to fit. It's not a one-size-fits-all type uh, solution. It has to fit into the organization's overall identity and access management solution, be it that as part of an authentication policy, the organization may still want to use Active Directory passwords, and they may still want to use certificates, and they may still want to use one-time passwords. And for users who have devices that are equipped with the right type of sensors and with the right hardware protection, they might want to use FIDO authenticators. So uh, FIDO authenticators need to basically finish that last mile of integration and becoming part of the overall multi-factor authentication framework that organizations will be using. So uh, we're seeing that where for an enterprise to adopt this, um, it has to fit into the device management, uh, enterprise uh, application management, and finally the um, identity and access management infrastructure that companies use. So that's the road ahead as far as FIDO authentication goes to fit into that multi-factor authentication as yet another way of strongly authenticating users. So do you have any kind of advice for the banking sector CISOs in terms of authentication methodologies because that is the most challenging, very critical sector, right? Yeah, what we're seeing there is um, a smart approach that most uh, financial organizations are taking is to not put all of their eggs in one basket, is to actually use multi-factor in terms of if the device is equipped with the right type of sensors, use FIDO authenticator, and always mix and blend that with other auth methods like risk-based authentication, have a basically profile of the user in terms of the user's normal activity to, to be able to detect anomalies from a location, activity, transaction processing perspective, and then make a decision decision to say, yes, this appears to be the same user based on a claim, but the activity they're doing doesn't match their normal uh, mode of behavior. So therefore, I'm going to step up the authentication. I'm going to ask additional questions. So I'm going to ask for additional types of information from this user before I allow them to perform the task that they're about to perform. So um, basically, ultimately, it's a mix of or blend of risk-based authentication with more user-centric auth methods like biometric or pin password or out-of-bound messaging.
But when it comes to risk, as you mentioned, how do you see the alignment between the risk officers and the CISOs in bringing this kind of uh, protection methods? It has to come together. In silo or one independent of each other, they're not as powerful, nearly as powerful. Biometric can be compromised through impersonation. Risk can be uh, basically mitigated independently. When they're together, it's extremely more powerful and much more difficult to break into. And so we raise the bar tremendously against hackers. It's not impossible not to hack it, but it's much more difficult. You go from dealing with casual hackers to much more sophisticated adversaries. So what what is your uh, advice to the CISOs across the sectors in the APAC region in terms of uh, managing their identities given the digital transformation? To require and demand from their partners in the hardware world and the operating system world to provide support for the more modern and up-and-coming standards and technologies from an authentication perspective and also do a better job of training and essentially supporting their end users to help them understand the pluses and the advantages of using more modern devices so that users are more, um, uh, let's say, encouraged to use the proper type of devices for interacting with the services. It's not going to happen immediately overnight. It's going to take time. But that type of advocacy from a uh, training perspective and from an advertisement marketing perspective is going to go a very long way. Thank you, Kevan, for your insights on password authentication processes. This is Geeta Nandikotkur from ISMG.